Hi, Caroline. Hi, Mike. Welcome to Devalued, the podcast where we talk about art and money and where those two things meet. And on today's episode, we're speaking with Namir Blade and G-Slab. And it's a fascinating conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Alrighty. Um, oh, that was very NPR of me right there. <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty. So we're, we're, so we're here with. We are here today with. Um, <laughs> here and now. <laughs> with so, the future and the present. Um, yeah. I mean, why don't we just start by introducing yourselves? So. I'm G Slab. He's Nashville. I'm Namir Blade. He's Nashville. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I mean, so basically we start every episode by asking the same question, which is, do you think art and money go together? No, it's a product when money is involved. It's not art anymore. Yeah. My, part, my personal opinion. Yeah, I feel like um, whenever you bring money and the art, it puts a small damper on um, the integrity of the art. But on the other end of it, it can, like, being with, like, I feel like abundance of money puts a damper on the art, but lack of money inspires a lot of good art. Yeah. I feel like, like, yeah, like, a lot of these artists, like Van Gogh, like, um, when you look at people like Van Gogh, even Basquiat, like, all of them did their best works when they were, like, experiencing a lack of money. And when people get, like, overabundance of money and art like you can tell you can sully yeah you can tell the, the, the sometimes and, and this and it's it's, it's hurtful because you you get scared for yourself and it's like it's a natural progression for a lot of people and then they have to find themselves again that's what i've noticed when people get abundance of money and art start off broke it's very pure it's passionate it has everything you're looking for and then as the status grows sometimes it lacks that uh substance that you want and then some like Miraxis, they for the greater artists, not maybe not everybody, but for the greater artists, they tap back into that foundation of themselves. And so I think, like I said, it's good because you mean, mean we're in a construct of money. Like we're in we're in a capitalistic world. You gotta have money to survive. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 the that's the uh, the catch twenty two of art and money. Because if we would just be on, on an island with, with cloths around, tied around our body <laughs> and we were just painting and we were just singing songs and I was just rapping lyrics, wouldn't nobody care. We could just make it freely and just express ourselves with every emotion that we were feeling at that time and stuff like that. But lack of money and the, the social construct of money is like the Kiss 22. Some of the best artists came with you when you when you broke those. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful. But also, people do want do want to feed their kids and their families and their mamas and, and and do stuff for themselves and go travel and have aspirations beyond where their circumstances are too. So, catch twenty two. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's interesting too because a lot of people say that the best art is created out of depression. You know, like you yeah. don't create great art when you're happy. Yeah. But you just said that you know a lot of great art is created when you're you're broke, you're you're in poverty rather mm-hmm. than like when if people become too successful, they've they might have thought that they reached the goal of their art which is to make them successful and so their art suffers because they have everything yeah because the connection of the commonplace they were at kind of loses itself that's why in rap it's so different because even the dudes who have all the money still go back to their environments and they're reminded where they come from a lot 
So the purity of that part sometimes stays a little longer. But then people tell you, stop rapping about that type of stuff because you got money now. Quit, <laughs> <laughs> quit, quit doing that because you had, now you're faking. Now right. you're, now you're lying to the people because you're, you're talking about subjects and things that you, obviously we know you don't do, but I'm still connecting with who I'm, where I'm from and how, and how I was raised and things like that. So those people can always have a voice because it's always that person look, needing a voice on those days and stuff like that. I think that's what the that that dynamic of music is when you get when you get to a certain level it may even be their responsibility in my opinion to uh once they reach a certain platform and have a certain audience uh to continue to tell those stories when people are listening Mm -hmm. that maybe weren't listening before yeah yeah i completely agree because um yeah i feel like uh, especially as as rappers like we tell our stories and that gets us to the point that um, we have worldwide recognition uh, in some cases. And then it's just like, once you've reached that, go back and tell the stories of your friends, your peers, people like still in the environments that you came from. Uh, even if you have people that's locked up because that's that's freeing to them. It's like you speaking on and rapping about your friends who might be incarcerated and telling their stories, which is a story that they might not have the opportunity to tell themselves from, um, from like your perspective and their perspective, because you know how the media goes and how like our judicial, our judicial system is, is like that frees them, that liberates them so that they can hear it whenever they're locked down and be like, this is about me. This is freeing me. It's like, I'm right there with them. I'm living with them. So that's that's definitely important. So as up and comers, though, I mean, how do you value your the the worth of your art? Worth and value and, and, and <laughs> value is two different things for yeah. a reason. And yeah, I think yeah. and I think what you value about yourself your self worth, I mean, you can't measure that. How you feel about you, how she feels about herself, how he feels about him. I feel about me. Can't anyone measure that? Because you don't walk my shoes. You don't understand how I process life, anything like it. But the value to other people and what you're worth to other people is through consistency and work and stuff like that. And just maybe the natural talent level of somebody like everybody's journey is different. That's why it's no one blueprint to how to do things. So it's like if some people who saw just throw a name Soldier Boy, who 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 popped kind of quote unquote fast, came out became a star success, versus someone like a Nipsey Hussle who had to grind for a whole bunch of years and years and years and finally get to a plateau of recognition. Mm-hmm. Both of those stories are validated, and listen, both of them have value. They're self worth for each other. We can't say how why one person did this and one person did that, and somebody might say, "Oh, well, you pop early, so," but you don't know what he did every day making those beats before somebody heard him. And making those records before somebody heard them. Oh, Nips, you only popped till you got older or somebody. But you don't understand those day-to-days. I was on mixtape doing this over and over again. So each worth is the same to me. And when it, I mean, and the, the value of that person is the same. But to the public, we measure value versus worth in different ways versus certain people and circumstances. And this is important more and this is important more. So you, I can't measure myself to other people. But I can see where you value me, value me in this way. 
And so I have to play off that. That's all marketing leverage, and that's that goes with stuff like that as well, like trying to get yourself into a position to get somewhere. You have to know where your power is in that and how you're perceived. I have to be very honest with myself and see how G-Slab is perceived from other people, not how I feel about myself. If you don't separate that, that's why a lot of people be mad about life because they don't separate those two things. How I feel about me, I'll never expect you to feel about, about, about how I feel about me. There's no possible way. I can feel how about you feel about yourself, but that's that's the, I think that's where we're at with a lot of, especially nowadays. We see it's more transparent with that nowadays. It's not as much of personas and, and shades you can hide behind as much as nowadays. So it's like the talents there. Who are you? And the people who judge <laughs> kind of judge for you. Well, I mean, I guess what I'm driving at here is is how do you measure personally? Like, you know, is it is it when you've got something right, like when you when you when you make a, a song or something like that, and it is and it and it feels right, mm-hmm. is that how you measure success, or is it like if I, this song gets ten thousand plays? Oh, it's always about feeling right. It's all about is the record good? Is the record good to you? And then I tell people when it comes to music, because you're gonna say because we're selling music, so no matter what you're making it for other people, you let it go once you you put it out to the world. It's not yours anymore. It's on their opinions at that point. So you it has to feel good to you first. Before I care about if I got 10,000, 20,000 strength. That's great. I saw I heard a thing a long time ago. Dude said, man, I'm, I'm playing to be in the NBA. If I get the shoe deal, that's cool. <laughs> but I'm not paying for the shoe deal. I'm paying to be amongst the best in the world. Not even because the money of the NBA. To play against the best among the world. That's the competition for your own self-worth. What you're trying to do. Same thing in music. I don't make music. Because I'm trying to be just rich and famous. That's nice. I like to buy my mama a house one day. I like to, you know what I mean, to do things with my daughter and stuff like that. Like, that's great that that's where we're trying to go to and things have, are aligning to go in that direction for me right now. And I think he probably speaks for himself in that same sense. Things are aligning in that direction. But really, I just make it because I want to make some of the best music and be in that, in that sense of for the competition aspect of it. For the the legend, whatever those mm-hmm. things is for my own my own. Side. I just want somebody. To say, oh man, I want somebody to say Bob Marley and G Slab in somewhere in the same form. I want somebody to say Snoop Dogg and G Slab in the same form, some way or fashion. Even if it's just their sixties, but now my name's in, in, in some of the greats. No matter how the finances on me, how I deal with the money and how I get to the bag and stuff. That's that's on me, but the music is on the, the status where we're trying to go for ourselves. And I think that's where I'm at for me personally. You want to speak to that? Um, Slab my dude, yo. I, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I like that Slab on here because he say a lot of the shit that like I've had sentiments with a lot as far as like with um your self-worth being something that's, or your worth as an artist or anything for that matter being in, an invaluable thing. It's something that uh, measures differently for different people um as far as me like yeah like i want to make good music that's the reason why i became a musician i'd be lying if i told you like i didn't want enough money to buy a suit of armor a jetpack and a leopard <laughs> no and fact, like so. to go crazy and i still want the white tiger yeah, my, just, my, my, my tyson got i you still want the white tiger you know what I'm it's like yeah i want that but at the core of um, all of this shit is just like i don't want to put out a song that i don't feel like i gave my all i put my whole heart into um because more than anything 
I do music for my mental health. Uh, it helps me um, channel and work through trauma um, from past relationships, from being outside, so on and so forth. And it gives me the opportunity to speak to people who've dealt with the same things. And it's given me the opportunity to express new ideas of existing in this reality we call life um, so that I can bring something to the table. Because I feel like when you're an artist, um, and Sunrise said this best, it's like when you're an artist, you're a servant to the universe. Music is the language of the universe, as well as mathematics. Mathematics and music go hand in hand. So it's just like when everything is said and done and you leave this plane, the songs in your heart is what you get judged off of because each musician, we put our souls into this shit. That's why they say, like, you're selling your soul. It's just like, yeah, I put my soul, my heart into this song, and I'm, like, shipping it you out to the world. You can have a piece of my soul. Yeah. You can have a you. piece of me. Because mm -hmm. uni now my energy is spread across the universe. Yes, sir. You know I mean, doing it that way. Like, everybody in their works of life are doing it because they want to leave some type of something. We're going to all go one day. So we're all doing it. If you're doing this podcast, maybe these voice recorders will get saved somehow. And and these, they can understand what we were going through in these times a little bit. The songs we make can speak to what was going on from if it was from, from the hollowest to the deepest part of, of the human existence. doesn't matter as long as they're there. When you hear about old stories about the old bakery shop back in the day, like that's a that's a it's a reason why those 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 foundations mean something because that's all we have after we're gone. I have nothing else but the stories of my uncles and my mom because the story they told me. I have nothing but that once they're gone. Everything else, or before I even came came to this plane when they when I wasn't even born, that's all I have left. So that's where I think music does it puts like I said that in mathematics just puts us in a in a in a ancestral forever plane to be a part of the universe and i think that's a really beautiful thing and i love that you both are so committed to the quality of your work uh, and it's very apparent in your recordings um i guess one thing that we come to a lot is this idea that um if if you if creatives like you who have a message and something that they really need to get out there to the world something that they want to leave behind but they're unable to support themselves financially in doing that so they have to spend less time doing that and spend more time working a job how do we how do we make sure that the, that our stories as a generation get told without money it's it's that's kind of the big part of this conversation that you know, we can talk about the the beautiful parts of it, and we have to. I mean, that's the whole reason any of us are involved in this industry at all. Mm -hmm. um, but there are a lot of us really struggling financially. The realistic at part this of point. it, like we yeah. still we right. still got to get money. Like, I mean, that's my biggest thing. I tell people like, it's the sacrifice. I mean, it's no, there's no way around the sacrifice of it. If you in this. I don't think there's a formula because it's not a mentality for people to come into communal fund, find a building. Let's just all work out this place and we'll just don't worry about it. We'll get to the money when we get to it. And I mean, I'm building, we're building something like this. A lot of people that build stuff like that. We're building, building some shots of the tribe, but it's hard to find that mentality where people are going to sacrifice their, their funds for, for, <laughs> for, 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 for the, for the, for the uh, stake of the art all mm -hmm. the way. Like, People got kids. 
people got bills. Um, if you're in college, if you got a job, you need, you have to do these things. Cause I said, I was ain't nothing cool about being a broke, a broke aspiring rapper. Ain't nothing cool about being a broke aspiring <laughs> rapper. It's not. It's like you, you have to have be able to pay for the engineer. You have mm-hmm. to be able to pay for the studio sessions. You have to the producers that show you love at the at minimum know how to uh get a back end contracts to where if you don't if you don't charge you up front, mm-hmm. you know that you're gonna show love. You have to it's a build and it, to help out things, a lot a lot of people reason a lot of things are so transactional nowadays from what I've seen a lot of people know how to uh, relationship build. People don't know how to hey, how you doing? My name's just slab. How you doing? My name's just slab. What we what do you do? People don't have to have conversations. People are very um um um, socially awkward more nowadays because I believe of uh, social media, you don't have to go outside as much to 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 con- quote unquote connect with people. Um, but we're not really connecting for real. It's more beneficial. Can you do something that can help me out? Maybe I can do some help you out. And really, sometimes maybe I can't. You can just help me out, and then, <laughs> that, and then we can see, and then we can build on that, and then hopefully you don't call me out on that. And we and if I do pop, then maybe I'll get you right. Then I'll help you out for uh-huh. real once because I'm broke too, uh-huh. just like you're broke. I'm broke, and I'm trying to finesse. So uh-huh. I don't, I don't get. It's very transactional because there's nothing benefiting being about the art purely. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing that's. And nowadays, I tell you about time. Look, you look. You gonna have to eat sooner or later. <laughs> so the it sounds like you said it sounds cute. It sounds great that we can. Talk about the, how music shapes us and stuff like that, but still need to get paid for the show. I need to still get paid for this. this mm-hmm. If Namir makes a beat, I still need to get paid for this beat. I do consulting and artists help. I help, and I still need to get paid for that referral. I need to. Mm-hmm. I still need to. I still need <laughs> that because then you're not respecting my plight, and I'm because mm-hmm. I'm respecting yours. Mm-hmm. We're all trying to kind of come up and climb the ladder without stepping on each other and stuff like that. And I think that's the hard part about it that people get this business is cut though and they told us that a lot of this is the standard and I think that's what's the wrong part all we're hearing is this is the standard well we need to change the standard exactly. <laughs> the standard is bad exactly right. the standard is bad that's why you see these older <laughs> CEOs now circumventing and trying to make amends for how they used to be because mm-hmm. they kind of realize oh especially hip hop you see people like did you see people like these trying to do these circumvent and try to quote unquote make amends because they realize oh I was really fucking all over I was really like screwing y'all over and I shouldn't have, but that's all I knew. And that's mm-hmm. how I was taught the business. So it's like, do you blame people? Or do you blame the system? Even though the system's made by people, but the people that we're talking about are hundreds, they gone. Mm-hmm. And we just been following tradition of a system that we really don't have to follow, mm-hmm. but no one knows any other alternative that's lucrative. Mm-hmm. And that's the part about that thing that's got people stuck is that there's no lucrative alternative where I can't, I can't do it this way, or I have to do it this way. That sounds cool and everything. There's people that will stand down and say, you know what, I'm never going. And we're trying to crime up. We're trying to figure out ways, you know what I mean? The ones with the quote-unquote morals and the people with, with dignity and stuff like that. And in that sense of it, it takes a little longer because we don't we do not do it the other way. We, we try to, you know what I mean, because we know how I feel maybe we done the other way too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I try to, I think that's where a lot of the conundrum with everything is too. Well, uh, we mentioned a little earlier community, the idea of uh, helping each other out and pulling for each other. Um, You two knew each other before. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm very curious. I mean, the Nashville hip-hop scene is obviously 
getting a lot of attention lately. Um, NPR, Rolling Stone, mm-hmm. um, Daisha McBride has been doing amazing things. She's, She's killing. She's killing. She's killing. Shout out to her. I'm going to come out to this. Her, her, yeah. her, 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 her. And just shining such a great light on what's going on here. Um, and I'm just curious what you feel about the community. If you feel like people are just, uh, if they're banding together to make a new standard for how uh, artists and, and industry people should exist together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely believe that um, us as a community, we have, because we, a lot of us came up, and there's multi, like multiple generations of like rappers in the community doing things here. It's like you have uh, some people who were popping in like the mid to late, like 2000s doing stuff, and then you have uh, the mid, like the middle generation of people doing stuff, and then you have the new people coming out. So I feel like I fall into the middle generation because I I was going out performing and doing like all types of stuff like talent shows, team parties, so on and so forth when I was, uh, I don't know what age I was, but it was 2007, 2006. And I've seen- about 14. Yeah, 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 probably about, about 14. Yeah, yeah, probably about 14. So I've seen what the generation um, above me went through and the generation of established people in the generation I was in, I seen what they went through. And I was just like, I'm gonna make it easier for the people under me so they don't have to go through what that generation went through mm-hmm. or what or you what you had to go yeah, through. Yeah, or like what I had to go through doing this. And I feel like me, people like St- uh, Slav. Namir went through that so you ain't <laughs> had to go through that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Talk to him. I feel like we since we want to see a big change in the industry, like we've been just moving forward and like reaching out and helping as many people as we can so we can change the trajectory of things. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, the community is way better than it used to be. And we're working tirelessly every day and every night to make sure that it continues to grow. And after we, rise above um just being local legends and we start getting more out into the world outside of nashville the people under us will be able to take our places yeah. easily yeah like have it you know what i mean i think like and for him like he said he was out like i didn't i did my first probably talent show in 06 but i didn't probably start taking music seriously to like 2009, 10, where I started doing shows and stuff like that. Shout out my boy Fly Learn, shout out to Butcher, shout out to Ace. Um, and then 2000, because I was signed for a second to an independent label. And then you, when you, that's another thing, you get to experience that. Like, even though yeah, we got shelled and it was bad, it was oh, hated then, whatever like that, it was the best learning experience I could ever have. Because I need, because I, I know how to feel like to be in the studio with producers. Working on an album, working on having a quote unquote budget and stuff like that, and getting that lesson early in, in my in my career, and then when Man for Rap came out 2014, 20, yeah, 15, I think that era because we were already doing some shows at the end, um, couple people performed at Exit End or opened up for certain people and stuff like that. Basement East was a was a regular for a lot of people, and it made it broke open this oh that we can actually do stuff. Oh, because that was even a bigger struggle. Even getting, being able to go to certain venues as rap artists. 
and being able to like there was they wasn't letting us go nowhere. You seeing people on Broadway now. You seeing people uh some of what Chuck Chuck Inigo just did Broadway. Him and Savage just did Broadway. Uh, just did uh, Broadway. Um, and you done at, at me before. I think yeah. like like it's. I performed on Church Street, like just to even have those those streets in Nashville of of not predominantly black or 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 rap music. That's even a struggle. So to even get in that level nowadays is is a thing. So like I said, once you go outward, that's when the the notice of my boy DJ Christ a long time ago. You can't put on for your city if you're always in your city. Church. So you have to go experience other networks and other places and bring that knowledge and bring that quote-unquote budget information back to the crib so that you can show somebody how to make the doorway a little easy and they can crack it open a little more and maybe the next person can just shove it all the way through mm-hmm. and what they do will just blow the whole thing out the water so i think that's where and you got to be happy like when he said about the struggles you got to be okay with this you got to be okay with knowing that you might not be the biggest platinum selling artist, but you might be opening the door for the next dude or the next girl. And even if you do open them, they'll come back and reach down and holler at you and pull you up as well because of the game and knowledge you gave and the love that you showed. That's how you see this thing. How do you prevent becoming bitter at at the the industry when that happens? <laughs> My name's G Slab. I can't speak for nobody else. <laughs> I can't speak for nobody else. Because everybody's saying the same thing. Like, like how I think about life and how I process life and how I process losses and stuff like it's different the next man and next woman. Sure. I think that's the the thing about everybody. And that's the human experience. Like, we're mm-hmm. all individuals. But the best, I guess, way I can do is just keep working, bro. Like, I, I know it sounds cliche. And when you get to a certain level, you realize why it sounds cliche. Because that's the only really advice you can really give anybody. Keep working. It's going to be hard. going to be some dark days. You're going to hate this at some point. You're going to be <laughs> mad. You're going to want to quit. Like, this, this, these, if, uh, my boy, what Pitt, what Pitt, what Pitt said, it me a long time ago. If it ain't, if you ain't worth giving, if it, like, if you ain't never thought about giving up, you probably ain't really living, living the Like, it was something in that sense mm-hmm. of like, if you ain't never thought about giving up, these are dreams that only, Two percent of the world. I know it sounds like we still look like we got a lot of musicians in the world and a lot of people that successful and stuff. It's a very set. It's almost eight billion people in the world. Mm-hmm. It's a very small selection <laughs> of people that get to a certain level. They can uh, just survive off music and survive being in the industry and stuff like that. Very small percentage, and I think a lot of people need to see that and hear that first. It's gonna be hard. You might not make it. <laughs> See, that's what no one wants to say that because it hurts feelings when you say that and discourages people. But if you don't care about what I'm saying when I say you might not make it, this for you. But I feel like it's so it's so good to hear that because the, what you what you were saying earlier at the beginning of this conversation, like if the art is the most important thing, if you if that's no the thing that that's that that's sacred, that's what you're working on when, when no one sees. Um, no matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter because then, because you know, that might be discovered three thousand years from now, and, and someone might and like you, it. You know what I'm saying? My fan, my my, my fan might come year three thousand. I might not be here to see, it, and I might I gotta be okay with it. Yeah, I got. And, and it's some uh, Lil Wayne said a long time. I saw an interview, and he was like, he got on. He was like, he got fan. He was always in the studio. Carter three sold a million records. He went to the studio the next day. He said he saw a lot of people get money like that, and they stopped going to the studio. Kind of to your point earlier, he was like, "What what happens? Why the music gets to that cycle? They thought they was done. 
Like is they 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 they've achieved their goal because their goal is to be successful, not to make art and make keep making the best music over and over again and trying to perfect that and stuff like that. And that's why the greatest are the greatest. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Van Gogh earlier, and he never sold a painting in his lifetime. Nope, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like being in the music industry, and like I've learned this from being in the industry for as long as I have, and I've also learned this from like being able to have access and being like a few degrees of separation from top acts and like speaking to them and meeting with them that like yeah this industry is extremely cutthroat but at the same time if you truly love the music and if you truly want to help people and attach yourself to the why Mm -hmm. and it's different for everybody like you can brave the storm and i've definitely been in positions um Because when I was really, really young, I used to have really, really bad anger issues. And I had to figure out how to work through that. And um, for me personally, I'll say that um, doing martial arts and uh, studying the philosophies behind martial arts helped me stop being such an angry person because I felt when I was young, I used to wear thick glasses because I was blind. I felt like I had everything to prove to the world because everybody was trying to treat me like i was a geek and my mentality was just like i'm gonna show you i'm gonna show you what a geek look like (laughs) and (laughs) when i got older some people reached out to me and i was like hey bro like i I see i see you out here but man you you too talented (laughs) there was like you need to learn to like get a hold of your anger get a hold of your trauma get a hold of your issues or you'll never be able to succeed at anything you want to do in life and through that and through just learning about myself learning like why am i so angry why do i feel like i have to prove so much of myself to the rest of the world addressing assessing and kind of like um updating like my knowledge base and like my brain has helped me like whenever i see somebody succeeding more than me though i put in more work it's just like you know what my battle isn't their battle there's no, like, I don't know them. There's no telling what they went through to get Man, to where they are right that's, now. That's, and I can't, I can't compare myself to them yeah. because I'm built different. <laughs> no, fast. And they built different. <laughs> that's transparency, though. That's transparency, yeah. though. You realize them like that. What you, what you eat don't make me shit. Like, like yeah. literally, like, it don't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. Your journey is your journey. If we cross paths, that's great. Uh-huh. And we, and we can help, that's great. But if uh-huh. I don't, if I don't, get to you and you and you and you that's cool yeah because i ain't supposed and i'm the way meant for me and mm-hmm. i think that's one thing we ever like people gotta realize what's meant for you is meant for you exactly i think that's the the hardest hardest job about people accepting life and where they're at and not saying that you can't go out of that and you can't break out that box except where you at try to make a plan like actually have some real plan behind the action or the dream or the thing like that and then mm-hmm. we and then you can really get to where you want to look fast because like we can't just be dreaming with nothing behind it like y'all okay y'all want to talk about this subject y'all just said y'all want to talk about it. y'all had to do some other stuff before we get four <laughs> mics in the, in the space and, and stuff like that it takes a little work you know what I'm saying plus you all have your own passions as well so it's like you have your own separate passions outside of this podcast you know what I mean so it's like trying to find I think it's what's going on nowadays too we can we have so many ways we can just outlet nowadays I think that's what makes it a little different and easier from when I first started making music versus now 
You should have CDs. <laughs> like you should have CDs. CDs. Getting getting signed to a label was a thing. Still, like you want to get signed, you wanted to get signed to the label because that's the only way you could really become quote unquote famous or get mm. get rich and get your real budget out. We heard about being independent artists was this and being that. It's only a few people that was independent artists and really could do their thing with two shorts or the currencies or the mm-hmm. stuff like that. You was like, bro, this. And now because streaming. Stuff like even things like Patreon, even things like uh, those Twitch and those th- Trilla and all these type things where people can just kind of find you in different ways and form the fan TikTok and all that type stuff. Then like it's really up to you and how much you want to really put into that quote unquote grind. It's great to get still get that help, but if you can't, then it's way easier in that fashion though to put it out and get it out to the people at least. That's an interesting thing. And this gets into a little like abstract territory, but it's like building a brand as an artist. Mm-hmm. And is that important or is that like a sellout move to be a brand? Now you need you people need to identify who you are. You can't be average Joe ahead of me for me personally. <laughs> you can't just be the misc of everybody else. Yeah. Like building a brand and building a brand don't mean you not being authentic. I guess that's where I think people misinterpret what building a brand is. The brand of being OG Slab, being O believing new opportunity, the brand of G Slab is still my core person. It's just expanding to the things that I thought I could never do at first. And that's to me, that's all building a brand is. Like, like Colin's recordings is a brand. Like you have to have a brand. It's an idea that still a passion in your heart, your band laundry, that's still a brand. No matter what it is, because you still want to sell the records. You still want to get it out to the people. You still want somebody to to know what you do in your talent base and stuff like that. So, so even the people say they ain't got brands, they got brands. Mm-hmm. Even if people say I'm, I'm being authentic, I'm not. You, you got a brand. Your yeah. brand is authenticity. That's your brand. Come on now. Mm-hmm. You Come still on, got now. a brand. Like, you try to say you don't have. You're not a. You don't. You don't. You don't jump around and do TikTok dance and stuff. That's cool. That's not. That's not what you do. Mm-hmm. But you still got a brand, even mm-hmm. if it's anti. Uh, uh, anti-establishment. Yeah, that's, it's that's still a brand. brand. That's a whole brand. Because a brand is nothing more than an idea, and I feel like a lot of people get it mixed up. And I was telling um, Berto. And um, my roommate and co-collaborator, uh, Tank, Tank, about this. Yeah, yeah, I was telling Tank about this. I was like, a lot of reason why everything's so messed up out here and society just seems goofy and it feels goofy and it feels like we're in like some Grand Theft Auto simulated, like The Sims. It feels like The Sims. I feel like the generation that is in charge of like putting everything together, like the media, all of this, is like, they're more concerned with creating something to emulate the idea of something else instead of doing that idea. It's like a lot of stuff out here is trying so hard to be the idea of what it's trying to be, if that makes sense. Um, And and I feel like it's the same way with a brand. It's just like people think brand and they're just like, oh, I have to try to, like I'm gonna try to embody the idea of a brand. And it's like, you can't embody the idea of a brand. It's Ouroboros. It disappears. Snake eats its tail. It's just like, be you and figure out how to commodify being you. And that is your brand. Like for me, for instance, it's just like, I'm, I'm a martial artist. I rap. I sing. I play instruments. I love video games, movies, anime. It's like all of that. I could use each of those aspects. And it's all under the brand Amir Blade because that's like, it's all things that have fostered my growth and it's mm-hmm. fostered my mind. And I know I'm not alone in that. So I could make my merch 
be inspired by like an old Japanese horror movie I seen when I was a kid and study the nuances and it's just like bam sell that to people here eat it up and in no way that's not me being inauthentic to myself because it's just like no like anybody who knew me because you're watching younger, the Japanese you might be watching the Japanese tomorrow yeah <laughs> yeah you know I mean like, you might really? be watching like <laughs> like <laughs> really <laughs> like really like when I when I put wrestling stuff in my stuff no I really watched wrestling my whole life I've never stopped watching wrestling I didn't stop at the Attitude Era with like Hulk, like Stone Cold and like I went through the dark days too like this is part of my this is part of my niche I really collect, I really collect comics I really am into comics so if I say a super I, I got some inspired like my new merch you got the a little flash, a little lightning bolt thing on there. Like, oh, he just, nah, I really, I'm literally, before I left here, I was literally watching, watching a thing of comics. Like, before I left, I'm watching Easter Eggs before I leave the house. Like, so I, I so I think that's where people are. And if I was, I'm going to make the I'm going to sell it out to you. Um, yeah, because, yeah, I got merch in the car too. I need something. But, <laughs> see what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, nah, and I don't feel, no, I don't feel like, oh, man, man look here, man. I got to eat too. I don't care about none of that. My daughter got an appetite on me. She got a birthday every year. It's holiday season. I'm going to get some money. Like, I don't care about none of that. I think that's what, but see, a lot of people are um, are concerned with a false sense of being real. Mm-hmm. Real is your perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's what you believe that is. Like, that's not nothing you can feel in your heart when something ain't right. Like, I ain't got to tell nobody when, ah, if I see Namir trying to do something, ah, we call it, hey, bro, hey, hey, hey man, let me at you real quick. I ain't never seen that at the crib. Like, so what is this? What is this going on? Like, so I think that's where, where a thing, you, you can feel in your soul. If this, if this, say y'all podcast, say y'all can feel in y'all soul when it's not, I ain't got to tell you. You ain't got to tell nobody. They don't, some people don't listen to their voice, but they know. That's what I think the, 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 the thing is. People be, you know, like, I don't know how to explain it, but everybody got that little voice the in their head. They, I talk to myself every day, and it's a great conversation. Some people don't, bro. I heard that. I've yeah, heard that. Yeah, I've, yeah. Heard, I've heard that. I've and heard you want to know, like, my theory on those people? They're NPCs. <laughs> They, they not real. Yeah, they, they <laughs> not. They don't. That was the clones. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was the clones, they literally bro. exist to like. You ain't got a subconscious. Give you wrong with dummy you. missions and like you transact with those. No, nah, if you ain't, if you ain't got a subconscious, <laughs> something wrong with you. I don't, I don't oh, even yeah. feel like something wrong. Like yeah. And even and what I'm saying, even if you don't talk to yourself, that little <laughs> moment you have when that little nervous or whatever like that when you. Nah, that really that that piece of clothing ain't for me right there. That uh-huh. really ain't that. You know, you know when that's not for you. You just uh, uh, no fuck, I'm gonna do it anyway. It's never right. It's never right. It's just never right. Those shoes don't rock with that. You know you want to put on. You boy, boy. If I see you boys, one piece of spike on y'all shoe again, I'm gonna get so mad. Look. Do, you, do you feel like capitalism um, has? put in another little voice in our minds of course, to try yes. to of course. like a little Ronald Reagan that just sits it's on little, your shoulder and tells you or Joe Rogan which one ever you like oh, you know what I mean whichever, yeah. whichever, whichever one you like you know what I mean white guy it's always a white guy bro, yeah. his hands together. capitalism is definitely a white guy like he looks like Emperor Palpatine or or he looks like Mark Zuckerberg one of the two one of the two it depends on which generation it depends on which generation yeah this generation or Elon Musk or yeah. whatever, whichever big company you think of it see back in the day we talked we talked about the you know back in the day it was the you know back when you were in school the five families the Rockefellers uh, the Vanderbilts and oh, all that yeah. type of, man man we work Elon Musk and been back to the future I don't know, that's a little <laughs> that's the little voice sitting right here telling oh, you but yeah. you gotta get a bag though uh-huh. and I, that's what that's the little voice that messes with a lot of art especially in rap mm-hmm. you gotta get the bag 
Mm-hmm. Like, they're going <laughs> to look at you different if you ain't got the money, though. Mm-hmm. And I think that this will get you to bet. This will make you go viral. Mm-hmm. This will this will spike the luck likes up. This if you do this little thing like here, and a lot of people, a lot of people now they are listening to that voice a little more because yeah. Drake, they broke. <laughs> I get it. I, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I guess I don't get mad as much because I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know how it feels to be desperate and broke mm-hmm. and do things you wouldn't normally do when you super down and you don't know how to climb out that hole. So it's like. I ain't want to rob nobody. I was broke, but that what I did once in a while. <laughs> we, but I'm know, hungry. But I'm hungry. <laughs> Give me what you <laughs> and you have an abundance. Dead. This Dead is like serious. You have insurance on everything in your house. Um, you have car insurance. You'll be up by you, tomorrow. You'll be cool. Call. Make I will the, make, be up by tomorrow. Make the call. You'll be up. Or you got a business. So you, 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 y'all Good. got insurance money with the bank, Bank of America. So I don't care about cap. I don't care. <laughs> So I know it's like the person. It's like thing people say, man. Everybody stiff at Walmart. Yeah. Like everybody, like everybody in the store took a little something out of Walmart. You know why? Yeah. Because you find out they was insured and you didn't yeah. care no You know what I mean? In, our, neighbor, get, in our neighborhood, in our neighborhood. Come on, look, look, so what if I walk out with these grapes? <laughs> they don't care. You know why? The employees stole something too. Like they don't yeah. care. Because that's the thing about information nowadays. When we talk about capitalism. We didn't talk about this type of stuff when I was in high school. Even in college, like that, it wasn't talked about as much as it is. It was certain groups of people <clears throat> that discuss those things. But nowadays, because information, social media, it, it's twenty four hours news cycle. Like you, you just get information. I think that's the scary. So much information overload and things like calm down. I think that's what we have with a lot of stuff that we get so much info. So you hearing that you gotta have this. You gotta have this. You're not worthy. If you're not this. You don't have. You're not worthy if you got this. You're not. You're not. Winning if you ain't got this, you ain't up if you ain't got the new ooh ooh blah blah blah, and it messes when we hear forty times in an hour, yeah. not even a day. When you hear forty times in an hour, mm-hmm. then you get back and you hear fifty more times. That can't be good for our mental health. I must, and yeah, then you take, and you convince yourself, I must gotta have this because this FOMO is big too. Mm-hmm. Big, that's what that is too, FOMO. Like that's just fear of missing out. You just think you gotta have what the world deems success. Deems the cool thing. Deem what what you're supposed to do. What's right. What's look, man. If we if we based off thing what's right and what's wrong, other people slavery still be still be legal. So like, I think that's the biggest thing. Not caring about those type of pins and those situations too. That sounds like you guys have kind of uh, done a really great job in separating your art from the money aspect of all of this. Do you think? Would you give? young artists that advice to mentally separate those two things and just i mean you talked about doing the work and you know it's one thing to do the work um to make good art and to be true to yourself but uh there's also the work that puts food on your table Mm -hmm. Uh, and it sounds like you've gotten creative in uh in ways that you're making money um but also sharpening your toolkit for your own career. And piggybacking on that, just real quick, um, that's something that it's the latter part of that, the building the brand, uh, marketing. That's something that creative people really struggle with, especially at the beginning. They're mm-hmm. terrible at that. Um, and so, like, when did you guys. I just get... want to make the music. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do anything. Right. I just want to. <laughs> and I still subscribe to I just want to make the music. I go crazy when people tell me to do, like, things that isn't making me they're like yo promote i'm not a promoter <laughs> it's just like i'm not a promoter there's people who's and i feel like and i had this debate with um 
this um, editor-in-chief of this magazine and blog or whatever on Twitter. And he was just like, he said something to the effect that, like, um, I've seen only, like, like, X amount of artists, like, post about their music on Twitter and all of this. And I told him, I was like, fam, we are tired. <laughs> I was like, we are tired. We came up being artists, being DJs, producers, promoters. Like, especially for people like me, it's just like, I DJ like, my own sets for the most part. Yeah. Um, I've learned to play all of these instruments for the, like I've had to produce all my own music because there wasn't anybody around here doing what I needed to do and like what I like what I truly wanted out of the art that I had to give to people. And then on top of that, learning the lyrics, writing, um, singing hooks, like training myself vocally and like musically and like coming up with ideas for visuals. And it's like by the time you do all of that you're tired and then people want to add like oh promote yourself always promote yourself on social media um like try reach out to these venues and see if you can get shows like do this do that whereas back in the day it used to be you had people for all of that and i understand like some people are just like i'd rather keep all the bread and right. you and and that's why you see such a um like so many lackluster artists that are popping now because they have undeniable grinds undeniable grinds they like, stay up <laughs> outside longer than you will they'll yeah. be outside industry talking to people touching to people they're good at people that's one of the about like the not they're not socially they they but they don't do nothing else yeah yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because like you could be successful at the business side and every artist these days is like a small business to a certain yeah. extent. Mm -hmm. And you could be terrible as No as one's an robbing artist, anybody outside. You know? <laughs> no one getting robbed outside. <laughs> but that's a weird thing cuz it's like one thing is the exact opposite of the other. Like being an artist doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a good business person, mm -hmm. but that's the brand thing with my life versus the brand versus yeah. the art type thing. I mean, I think just like he said he just talked about everything he had to learn to do. He's going to get all the other bread. He don't care about the, the promote, like paying the person to promote the stuff or paying the manager they 10% to go and 15% to get the little looks into the shows. But mm -hmm. I, I make every, I do everything else. Like, why do I have to do? Because, and that's what hurts a lot of things is uh we don't have arts development mode. Everything is so keen on the artists that we've made and we still get the smallest percentage yeah. i don't think no one wants to say that we <laughs> no, still right. get to, i hear complaints about right. artists all the time mm -hmm. artists that we still get the smallest percentage out of everybody the producer get more percentage than the artist mm -hmm. the label if you get signed to a label the label will get more percentage than you the manager gonna get a percentage of something you can you gotta cut that into your personal percentage. Mm -hmm. That don't got nothing to do with them. That's your percentage that you that hundred percent out of your twenty. <laughs> like that's that's what you have to give them. And they get ten percent of your twenty of hundred so it's it's you have to do and so I get when the brands of, of or when people get be like they wanna do it all. I get that too. But bro like it like people are pay are called A and R's for a reason. People are called DJs for a reason. People are called producers for a reason. Let people do their job, but we're so we're a lot of selfishness too. It's a lot of selfishness too in a lot of me. That's why I think that's even you is based off I didn't have opportunity to get grinds and then it turned into 
I just want to do it. And then, then, then everything else suffers. Mm-hmm. You're not good at that. <laughs> it's okay. Like, you're not good at that. Be like, people say, like, cause I'm, I'm a writer. I tell you, what I'm, I'm a writer before anything. I can write anything. I can get a writing session. I can write you a hook, chorus, bridge, whole thing. I can write a whole record for some, for, for, for a white girl out of Montana if I need to. It doesn't <laughs> matter for me. Hannah. Name Hannah. Name Hannah. Name Hannah. <laughs> you know what I mean? For real. So I don't. I, I didn't work on country. I don't care about. So, but once I do all that, I don't want to have to go go uh, 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 email every record label two for the uh, to go pitch the song. That is time consuming and tired. I am tired. I do want to go still go watch my cartoons later on, but I still want to go live a life. And I think we're so big on the work of artists nowadays. Bro, like you, your mental health can't, your life and worth can't be based in music though. Mm-hmm. Like your worth of a person can't be based in this, and that's where all the mental health stuff comes around nowadays too. Like you so of this that you have nothing else outside of this to be an outlet. So on that note, and we only have time for like one more question, but run it, run it. Um, are you hopeful about this the the future of art? I'm super optimistic. This is on the best time of music. I mean, it's on the best. Excuse me, best artist records I've heard in years. The nostalgia of what we were grazed on was always going to be there. But this is, man, I'm happy for a lot of stuff in Nashville, Pacific, specifically, Tennessee, the music in the South. Like, it's a lot of great talent out here, man. Like, and it's different outlets to get your, your, your message across. You don't have to just do it the traditional way. And if you look at that as a good thing instead of a bad thing, opportunity, we got to get to job. This is a, I get to make music. I get to come here and talk about artists and, and stuff like that. I don't got to do this. It's not working on the train. It's not working. Like, I ain't got to do these things. I ain't, it ain't working in the warehouse. You know what I mean? Like I get to do this and get paid sometimes to do it. So when I get paid and regularly to do it, I'm really going to be excited. <laughs> so I'm, I'm super optimistic, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm super excited about the future and what's going on. Namir, what do you think? Art is dead. We flipping real estate now. Man, look at me. Yeah, I mean, holler at me what you want. But nah, nah, nah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic too. Um, and I'm never really an optimistic person. I used to be pessimistic, me and too. then I went to, I'm essentially a nihilist. But a nihilist, not in the point that it's just like every nothing matters, so everything sucks. But it's just like nothing matters. So we have the unique opportunity to assign what matters. To ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And rank that based on that. So for me personally, um, I'm excited. I've I haven't had a job in it'll be a year next month. Um and I've been Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been clamoring um to like make enough bread to make rent and bills every month. And I can say I've had the most fun <laughs> being in this predicament because I I've had so much time to myself. And so much time to go out and work with so many like studio sessions that I would have missed if I was working a job. I have the opportunity to be in those, give my input, work with amazing people and to help like foster growth in them um, on like the local level to like the high tier local level to like even like a national level, like working with artists like Joel Ortiz, Stolly, um, Quell Christopher, Fly Anakin, people like that. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just been really dope. And I feel like a lot more of us from this generation of um, rap locally, nationally, internationally, 
we're fed up with the way that the music industry has been and how parasitic has been yeah. to artists. And we're working tooth and nail to make sure we see a change and that like we can really like reform what's wrong with the industry so that everybody can be able to eat and everybody can be able to make a living out of this. It's like, even if you don't become a superstar, at least you can pay your bills. <clears throat> that's, so, a, that's, that's really the sound. Can you eat and still make great art? Yeah. Like, can you eat, like, and we're talking about the standard. I know y'all, y'all already go. And it's like, it's like. <laughs> no, that's a great no, title for the shit. episode. Though. It's, it's like, we're trying, like, we, I want I want rappers to get insurance. I want rappers to get, like, get therapy. I want rappers to, like, have a 401k. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a union. We, can, we need to start a union. There's ways to get, to, like, every other industry has it. The NFL, the NBA, even if you go to the CFL, even if you go to overseas basketball, they have all these things in place. And we're the only industry, multi-billion dollar industry. That don't have any of those those safeguards for 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 artists. And that's what we need more. Than anything that's why the older artists be bitter. You know about bitterness and stuff like that. You see the older acts get mad because there's there's so much money in music nowadays that they didn't have access to. If they are a staple, they need they need to have some money because mm-hmm. they, they 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 went through that. So we ain't got to go. They made it easier for us. Yep. You know and even I mean? aside from your profession, uh, I think anyone deserves those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, in general, like like, it's in, like, it's like across the board, in general, for the humans and stuff like that. That's why people are hating their countries, <laughs> no matter where they're at, <laughs> because right. they're seeing the flaw in it. Everything we need a roof yeah. over our head, at least enough to get us something to eat, and like just the basic on. necessities and everything else. Hey, you're on your own, but at least you have like this starting ground, and everybody has the same starting ground. So it's like. Everything you, there's no there's no you can foundation you have a foundation to start off of if you have something for that you got a foundation to start off of you can kind of make everything else kind of trickle the way you want to then it's up to you mm-hmm. then that's really your hard work your amb- to you. then it's truly up to you. your ambition your hard work your dedication all that type of stuff so well thanks so much for coming on appreciate y'all oh, yeah yeah thank y'all oh, this was, this is lovely thanks for listening to devalued for more information about our podcast please visit devalued.show.